Welcome to A Gamer Story. I'm Noah Geekus, avid fan of gaming and gamers alike. Each episode will feature in-depth conversations with gamers from all areas of gaming. Have you ever wondered about the actual gamers themselves? Their motivations? Their home lives? Their quirks? Just how much time they actually spend gaming? And their thoughts on the future of gaming itself? Join me as I ask them just these questions. Are you ready? First, I would like to thank everyone for listening to this episode of A Gamer Story Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce my first guest, Cool Cat Terry. She's an avid game player and podcast host of the Just a Glimpse podcast. You can find her primarily on Twitch and also on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Today, I want listeners to get to know Terry, discuss her love of gaming, and how she got started. Thank you, Terry, for being on my show. Are you ready to get started? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Now, I, I got started gaming just generally because I heard about it amongst my peers. But um, how did you get started gaming? All right. <laughs> I've been gaming since I was real young. I got started back in the arcades. Uh, you probably don't know about arcades, but yeah, I got <laughs> started during the arcade. And uh, first game I played was a game called Centipede. Now, this is like old. <laughs> All right. So it was a game called Centipede. And that's how I got started. And then uh, eventually I got my first gaming console, which was the, the NES. Uh, so that's pretty much where I got started. So I'm an old school gamer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me and my dad head to arcades a lot, actually. We have a place called the Game Vault that's near us, and we go there to play. So that's really cool. Uh, centipede is one where you shoot the centipede that's coming down from the sky, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. They have one of those at our library, our local library. They have a little machine that you can play. It's great. They have that in the library? Yeah, downstairs. They have a little area where you can play games. We play uh, Super Smash Bros. there sometimes. Well, that sounds fun. Yes. So how long and often do you play each week? Like, I know I play for, like, a few hours, every, like, not every day, but, like, I like maybe three days a week I'll play for a few hours. But how long do you play? Here for me, uh, the only time I ever get to play is when I'm live. I don't get to play offline really too much anymore. And so usually it's just like six hours, um, like six days a week. So I'm, I'm playing a lot of hours. It's just, uh, yeah, I for me, gaming has changed. I used to play a lot on my own. And then when I got into streaming, my now my, my gaming is more centered. I, I don't game outside of streaming anymore. So it's, everything has changed. It's very different now. When you, when you play a game on your own offline, you experience it completely differently than you do when you're putting on a show for everybody else. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. So, so uh, just, a, just a question for uh, the Twitch stream itself. Do you, like, have a connection to the chat? Or um, do you, do you, uh, what do you think about, like, chatting and just being on Twitch in general? Uh, I actually really, really enjoy it a lot. I used to be really, really shy and I didn't really talk to people very much. I was, you know, kind of like stayed within my my little safety bubble. One of my biggest fears growing up when I was going through school was public speaking. I just I was really, really good at giving speeches when I had to do them for classes, but I was just super petrified whenever I had to do it. And getting into streaming was great because it allowed me to interact with people and it helped me build up more self-confidence. So now I'm able to, you know, talk with people more and, and uh, I just have more fun. And I just love that engagement and, and that back and forth with uh, with my audience and just having fun and uh, sharing in a, you know, a similar passion with uh, with whatever I'm playing that they also enjoy. 
awesome. So, so you've been playing for a while. You're talking about how you went to the arcades. And what makes you keep playing? Like, what, what brings you back? Probably just because it's fun. Uh, you know, it's... Gaming allows you to escape into different worlds. M- much like, I also like reading as well. Uh, so when you're, when you're reading, when you're reading, you have to try to imagine the world the best you can, depending on how the script of the book is. But when you're playing a game, you can actually see what's happening and it just makes it so much more immersive because now you're not misinterpreting anything. Uh, so it's just a lot of fun to be able to go into these different worlds and experience these different storylines and characters and also, you know, play with friends and stuff. It's just, it's just, it's like takes reading and it just brings it to a whole new like uh, extreme. It's just a lot of fun. I love how immersive games can be sometimes. I mean, especially with new advancements like VR, eventually you'll just be able to be in the game exactly like as if you were in real life. I I think that's a perfect explanation. I love books too and stuff. So what's your favorite game? Like, I mean, if you had to choose, you can have more than one though, because I know it's hard. It's yeah, it definitely would depend on what genre. I think it's easier to pick your favorite game if you narrow it down by genres. Favorite game of all time. I mean, I got over, you know, two decades worth of gaming. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd probably have to go with maybe Mass Effect, the Mass mm. Effect series. Gaming for me, it changed so much once I experienced, you know, Mass Effect and seeing how games could be. The storyline was just so deep and mm-hmm. you just, you know, the characters and it's just, it was just like mind blowing in a way. Because starting off playing like games back when I was a kid on NES, you didn't really have anything that was story heavy. You know, you had a lot of side scrollers back then. There wasn't that big of a story. It's like, oh, you're going to go and save a princess in a castle somewhere. And that was like the generic story in every single game. So that you just, you know, it was just more of the platforming puzzle kind of thing. And then to see how they, they changed, just, it's just amazing. And yeah, Mass Effect just gave me a whole new appreciation for how games can can truly be. Absolutely. Uh, I think story-based games are very big nowadays and having a good story can really change how you look at a game. And yeah, Mass Effect is, is really one of those games. I heard you like RPG games and uh, I, I do too. I mean, Final Fantasy is really cool. But uh, what, what are your favorite RPG games or what do you like in general? Let's see, well, Mass Effect is RPG and then Dragon Age as well. But uh, so, yeah, Mass Effect for sure, like I said, and then Dragon Age uh, was another one. Once I got done playing Mass Effect, I wanted to see what else the developer Bioware had made because I hadn't really been, I hadn't really experienced them before. So then I decided to check out uh, Dragon Age and that that game blew my mind even more than Mass Effect did. And I was just like, now I'm, now, now I'm in this rabbit hole of like amazingness. And I was like, OK, I'm in love. and man just i play a lot of different rpgs though there's different kinds though because when you when you think about rpgs yeah you have your stuff like mass effect but then you know there's also elder scrolls which doesn't play anything like you know the mass effect kind of games are a completely different style i also like my isometric um, action rpgs as well so like divinity shadows awakening things like that those are a lot of fun as well and those are completely different those are going to be more similar to or, or, or like Diablo. Diablo is an RPG. It's more dungeon delving, but you know, there's RPGs. They they're so broad. You know, there's a lot of different yeah. subgenres within there. So, 
just depends on what I want to do. If I want more story narrative, then yeah, I can go do like Mass Effect. But if I want to do more just busy work, then I can go play like a top down and just do a lot of hacking and slashing kind of stuff. Uh, So, but there's too many for me to name because there's just so many amazing ones out there. It's just, there's, there's way too many. Uh, I do want to mention one called bound by flame though. Uh, It's one that most people have not heard of and it's one of those hidden gems. And if you ever get a chance to check that out, do so that one, that one was an amazing game. And to this day was the hardest boss final boss I've ever experienced in my life. All right. So if you want a good challenge, take that one up. Challenging games are uh, are really fun for me. I, I tend to take pride when I beat them after like so many hours just sitting down in my room just trying. But um, it's very good that you uh, told us about Bound by Flames because now you can get it out there. Now more people will know. So do you think, and I know this is a, that there's opinion, that it's kind of an opinion that has been spread around and some people believe it and some people don't, but do you believe that um, first-person shooters uh, lead to violence, like first-person shooter games? No. First-person shooter games have been around since the 80s, and there is no factual evidence to show that that's, you know, leads to violence. They're just because they're, they're more popular today than they were back then it's easier to you know pick on those but no i i honestly don't believe that it's it's more when, when, it, when it comes to things like that i don't want to get into like the too much but when it comes to stuff to that it's more about the individual all right what's going on in the individual what's their what's their how are the, what's their upbringing do they have any mental health issues things like that gaming is just for me it's a cop out they just want something to blame they don't want to be accountable for their own choices that they made leading up to them being violent. So no, so no, I do not believe, no. I've been, I've been playing games for over 20 years and a lot of them have been shooters and I haven't gone all crazy. So, so no, I don't, I don't see that. <laughs> so no. Absolutely. Uh, I, I agree with you completely here because um, I think even, even though some people tend to rage out, it doesn't always have to be specifically about this type of game or that type of game, or even if it was about the game itself, it could have been something else that was going on that you didn't know about, or just generally just something that that happened as they were born or um, something that they gained along life before even they come across video games. Yes, it's, it's the individual, because you can even take it beyond gaming. Look at sports. Sports aren't violent. I mean, yeah, you have like your contact sports, but look at the fans. Some of them get very violent. Now, the sport didn't make them violent. They're just, you know, they're, you know, they're, they chose to behave in a certain manner. I'm not going to blame, you know, the NFL for, you know, some extreme fans, you know, being violent and stuff. That's that's not the sports fault. That takes away all accountability for the individual. Definitely, because uh, it's like if you can't you can't blame the the big picture just because like it's like you can't blame like the ocean if like one of the grains of sand in it are just they're like acting up. No, it's like if, or in your eye, like it's not it's not like that. You you can't blame the big thing for one person. So now let's move on to a different topic. What do you like the most about the gaming community itself? What do you think is great about it? Generally, what do you think? What is, yeah, what's your opinion on the gaming community? <laughs> the gaming community is great. It has, it has its pros and cons as, as anything would, but one of the things that makes it so amazing is the fact that anyone can be a gamer. It doesn't matter 
it doesn't matter, you know, your age doesn't matter. I mean, I know gamers, one of, the, one of my best friends who plays games is um, in his 50s. All right. So age doesn't matter. You know, some people have that, that just that stereotype that gamers are only only kids. No. So age does isn't a factor. Race isn't a factor. Gender is not a factor. You know, your financial standing is not a factor. You know, I, there's successful business people that play games. And, you know, and, and there's, you know, people who, you know, have more of a modest living that play games. It's just very, very diverse in all walks of life. So you, you can find all kinds of different people in there, people you wouldn't even think. You, you can go find a prominent surgeon somewhere in a hospital and they're probably a gamer, you know. So it's like you got to get past that stereotype where people think that it's just, you know, some, you know, 20 year old, you know, 21 year old dude in their mom's basement because that's not true. You know, so you, you find a lot of different people and it's just amazing to, you know, meet all these different people. So, so it's, it's inclusive, right? Like that's yes. me, cause like, so people from, from all walks of life, from people from anywhere, any, anywhere that you can get your hands on a gaming console or you can play. And, and yeah, th- I think that's very good. Uh, and I think that it's important that that happens because when, when, if it's just a specific brand, people can tend to target it or decide or depict it as one thing when it's not really it's it's more than one thing like it, as you said people think about it as a as it's a kid maybe up in their bedroom just playing versus where it can be people of any age or any or any race or any yeah any amount of money they can have any amount of money so uh, yeah i think you made some really good points in there so I know my family doesn't like really understand my love for gaming. I mean, like, like whenever my sister's around, she's like, why do you do that? Why do you do this? Like, I, I'm, I'm just trying to play a game, but um, does your family understand your love for gaming? <sighs> I mean, not really. Um, growing up, I have a lot of siblings uh, growing up. Um, my older sibling, she didn't get into, she didn't get into gaming, but um, I did. And then later on, um, one of my younger brothers did. So like it was just one of those things that we did and it was like, okay, it's just the kids are doing their thing. So they didn't really get it. But now that, you know, I still do it as an adult and I'm into streaming and stuff. My, my mom has actually become part of it and she'll, she really, really enjoys it. And she will actually come on to stream with me and engage with, with, with the viewers and stuff. And, and, and now she understands that gaming is more than just, you know, vegging out to like, a, you know, the TV screen, there's a lot more going on with it. And another thing is, as gamers, something that people might not understand is as gamers, we are thinking a lot differently. We're multitasking. We're we're, um, having to process a lot more uh, at a lot faster pace than what the average person is doing. Uh, So it allows us to be better at problem solving. We're we're constantly trying to think um, a few steps ahead of how to solve different puzzles and things within games or strategies and things like that. So we're, we're shaping our thought processes in a very positive way to make us uh, a lot better at, at uh, doing everyday tasks. It's, you know, sometimes when you're trying to multitask, you kind of, you know, you kind of like space out and things like that. But like as a gamer, when, when they, they've done studies that if, if they're giving people multiple problem solving tasks that they have to solve, a gamer is probably going to figure it out faster than a regular person. Even if, you know, if, even if that person is in college, 
just because a gamer is used to having so many different things happening all at once that they have to process. Absolutely. I mean, not only do I play video games, I play card games. And a lot of times it's uh, trying to map out your line in your head, like what you're going to do next, what you're going to, like, how are you going to play, like, not just not just a minute from now, but like three minutes from now, three turns from now, three, um, just, just a few seconds. What's going to do what in your scenario in like in certain video games, if you have multiple monsters or creatures attacking you at one time, you got to figure out how to, which ones to destroy first or just how to play it out. And it's definitely important to, uh, to know that kind of stuff and to know that, that we're very good at multitasking. Now, a little off, off the uh, subject, this is an important question. Why do you like owls? Just generally. Why do, <laughs> why like do I like owls? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, cause they're, they're very amazing. Uh, there's, there's this documentary that I watched where they, you know, showed all of the things that owls can actually do that we don't know about. Like it's just the, way that mother nature created the owl and the things that they're able to do with their senses and stuff is just mind blowing. Uh, it's, it's, it's very impressive what they can do with, with sound and things. And they're, they're beautiful creatures. And uh, I also find that when you, when you see owls usually represented, whether it's in a book or a film or like a cartoon or something, they tend to always make them villains. Like they're this evil, creepy, mysterious bird, you know, and then trying to harm like the cute little rabbit or whatever. And it's not really like that. You know, they're, they're very, very, I feel like they're kind of like misunderstood. They're, they're not like this evil presence, you know, and they're just amazing. And it's just, they are very, very endangered and it's, they get poached and things like that. And it's, 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 it's bad. So it's just, I just feel bad that, you know, more people don't have like a, like a passion for owls, you know, usually when you ask people, you know, what their favorite animal is there, usually you'll get the generic, oh, it's a wolf or a tiger, you know, something that you'll hear like a million times is very generic. And it's because those, you, you'll find a lot of art and things done with those animals because they're strong and powerful when people want to, you know, but it's like the owl is also strong and powerful. When an owl goes and attacks, like I say, a mouse and they go and they, and they land on it, they're landing on that mouse with so much pressure that they're able to shatter every bone in its body. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yes. So you're talking power. All right. So it's, it's misrepresented. Okay. They are powerful. All right. It's just amazing what they can do. And with the way that they're, they're hearing is they can hear a, a mouse running underneath the snow. All right. And then not even see where that, uh, that mouse is and pounce right in the snow and, and, and get that mouse without even sight, just going off a of hearing. It's wow. impressive. So um, here in New Jersey, I, we used to go to this place called Raptor Trust. Um, if you've ever heard of it. And basically they have snowy owls and we would walk on the trail and we'd see all these animals and there was a lot of flies there, but it was, it was all worth it once we got to see these snowy owls and they were beautiful. And we haven't gone there in a while, but they, but it's, but I mean, you see owls in other places, like, like on trips to, it was one of the zoos, but um, yeah, owls are really are, are really beautiful creatures, and they're really cool, and they have a lot of like things that we don't know about them yet. And I, I, I'm glad that you like them. It's uh, because it, like I'm sure, yeah, as you said, like a lot of people will keep the answer like, oh, my favorite animal's a cheetah, or my favorite animal's a lion, or my favorite animal's like whatever. But but owl isn't one that you hear often, so. So yeah, definitely good to good to spread the word about how how cool owls are. Now, 
if you hadn't found gaming, what do you think you'd be doing in your free time? <laughs> oh, man, that that's, I don't know, because I've been gaming since I was, you know, tall enough to reach a joystick on an arcade machine. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, maybe art, because I, I do like doing like arts and crafts and things like that. So I'd probably would do that still. I, I love doing 3D art. I have to work with my hands, make stuff. I've made homemade coasters and, and things like that, like sculptures and stuff. I, I like doing that kind of thing. I just don't get that much time to do it anymore. But that's probably where I would do it. I'd probably be doing more art stuff. I mean, uh, I, I I was thinking about this question. I was really like, I don't know. Because, like, it, it's, re- it's really hard to think about. I, I've been doing... Yeah, as you said, you've been you and you've been doing gaming for so long, and like I, I've been doing gaming for quite a while of my life because uh, at, at a fairly young age, there there was this uh, comic book store that was uh, right down the street from me, so I would go there so often, and then it closed, so I went to another comic book store, which is where I, which is where I'm currently going, and uh, and it's been it, it's been years and years and years, and I keep 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 on going there, so I don't even know what I do. I have hours and hours. Of free time I'd have all I, I spend a load of time there so yeah but um we have two more questions left so we're, we're coming to the end but we'll see how you answer these ones so do you have any tips for me as I start my podcasting journey because I know that you have a podcast and it's called you have a just a glimpse I believe it is just a glimpse podcast so I know so I know you have some more experience than I do since it's only my second episode so do you have any tips? What do you think? All right. So you're probably going to hear a lot of conflicting advice from people. A lot of times people always say consistency, consistency, consistency. Always make sure you post on a schedule so people know when to expect you. And I see that as a good thing too. But I also find that it's okay not to have that. Sometimes it's better to have your audience miss you. This way they're more excited when you do post that episode. So don't, don't get too worried about having to push, uh, having it ready on a certain day at a certain time, because you'll get burnt out. Okay. It's okay. If you can't get it up on a timely thing all the time, it's fine. Okay. They'll, 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 your viewers will understand. Be yourself. That's very important. And stick with things that you're passionate about. All right. Cause as long as people that had that same passion, they can sense whether or not you are passionate about it as well. And if they get that sense that you don't really like what you're talking about, they're going to get bored. And okay. So stick, stick to stuff that you love because you're going to enjoy it. And your viewers are going to be like, okay, this, this person is very, very passionate about the same things that I like. I want to keep listening. Definitely. That that's really good advice. And uh, thank you. Cause the whole reason why I started this is that I really wanted to um, talk to gamers, talk to popular gamers, talk to people who have, integrated themselves inside of this gaming community and are, are well known. And I feel like considering that, considering we're here now, I'm very happy and hopefully we'll continue to get cool people who have become a part of this community. And, and hopefully that it'll be uh, from, from the preference that I had that hopefully I would get a lot of gamers onto the show and be able to talk to them. And hopefully that'll continue forward and uh, carry forward. And I'll be able to talk to gamers. Now we are moving on to our final question. If you will learn more about any gamer, or if you could refer me to someone, um, who would it be? Cause I'm obviously all about learning more inf- or giving more information about that gamer specifically, not about the specific 
not about specifically how they play certain games, but also about like how their family feels about their them gaming or how long they game or whatever. So if you had one person that you would want me to learn about, or you had one person that you could refer me to, who would it be? Oof, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Oh man, uh, one person. I have a friend named Mike. He's been gaming longer than me. <laughs> And he's a really, really great guy. And he does streaming and stuff too. And he, he's on a podcast with me. He's a really, really great guy. I would say, I would say he's the first person that kind of comes to mind when I think about talking to somebody who just loves gaming. So probably him, probably him. Wow. Very loyal to your friend. <laughs> you, you, first person on your mind. No, that's, that's great. So um, I just want to thank you for participating in my podcast. And um, you, you're a great guest. I just want to say, like, you were really, really good. But is there anything that you want to have? Anything that you want to say? Anything that you want to put out there? Fanboyism. We talked about positives within the gaming community, but one of, we didn't talk about one of the biggest negatives. And one of the biggest negatives is fanboyism. Uh, people get too caught up on what's the best console to play on. You know, they have the whole con- the, the console war nonsense or you have to support this game developer because all their games are amazing. And if you don't like this particular game, I don't like you kind of mentality. Those things are toxic and we should just come together as gamers. We just, we play games because we want to have fun, share different experiences, play with friends. That's why we all play games. What we play on and what we choose to play shouldn't be something that we are looked down on. Absolutely. I mean, personally, I've had, yeah, definitely experience with my friends and with the console wars, some like Xbox, some like PS4. I mean, there's never any like middle ground that you can get because like one person is always going to be on one side and one is always going to be on the other. But I do think that your opinions are completely correct. I think that generally as gamers, we need to come together and like kind of form consensus that you like what you like and that's never going to be wrong. It's your opinion. And, and if somebody plays a game that I don't like, but they like it. I'm, it's fine. It's it's absolutely fine because that's what they like. And like some games don't get the best reviews, and but some people still play them. And I and I'm totally fine with that. I think that it's definitely an an upside that you can accept that people aren't just gonna play certain types of games, and rather than that, just accept them for what they do play. Terry, I want to thank you so much for coming on a Gamer Story podcast. You were the first ever guest, and I can't thank you enough. Everyone, please follow Cool Cat Terry, spelled T-E-R-R-I, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, Twitch. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Gamer Story Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for me, you can reach me directly at agamestory.com. Thanks for listening.